G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, the federal election is sneaking up quickly. We'll be off to the polls on the 18th of May. And while political activist organisations are holding meet-the-candidate forums and connecting with politicians, there's a different idea emerging that should capture the imagination of literally every Christian believer. There's an encouragement for pastors in churches to hold election prayer meetings in the lead-up to the federal election. Pastor Peter Pilt leads the City Hope Church in Bean Lee in Queensland. He's been holding pre-election prayer meetings for the last 20 years and is inviting local candidates. Peter Pilt, a special welcome along to 2020. Hey, it's great to be here. Peter, give us an indication what happens at one of these special prayer meetings that you hold before an election. We start off with a uh, just a quick worship song, uh, just to kind of set the uh, set the scene. Uh, then I get up, we open the meeting in prayer, and then I'll make some comments about uh, democracy. Uh, in Australia, sometimes people complain about you know election ads and having to vote and all that kind of thing, but. People around the world would love to be able to vote. I think of people in Venezuela right now and uh, people in communist countries would love to be able to vote. And so I think that we as Australians need to uh, celebrate the fact that we are in a healthy democracy and that part of that is that we get to vote. And so I I make some uh, statements about democracy. I also make some statements uh, about the fact that I as a pastor will never tell people in my church how to vote. I don't believe that that's my role. Um, and so uh, I will tell people that I think that they should vote uh, covered in prayer, and I also tell people that they should vote articulately. Don't just vote for a political party because your parents did or because your spouse does, but actually work out uh, from a Christian perspective what candidate and what party uh, reflect the Christian values. Then after we've done that, we give each candidate five minutes and we ask each candidate to come up and to address us to answer one question, and that is, why should we vote for you? And we give them five minutes. It's a strict five minutes. Uh, we, we, we keep a timepiece, and uh, after five minutes, we, uh, we, we ask them to, to stop if they haven't. And uh, it basically gives every candidate a, a level playing field to be able to uh, touch on some local issues, but also touch on some... Uh, election issues, like some federal issues uh, as well. After that, we pray for the candidate, uh, and that involves the leadership gathering around them, laying hands on, uh, with permission, of course. Uh, But part of the deal is, if you come to the prayer meeting, you have already uh, agreed that we will pray for you. And so we pray for the candidate, and uh, so we go through the four candidates, uh, which takes about 40 minutes, because, you know, by the time you change over in prayer and and, uh, the five minutes that they have, and uh, this, this particular prayer meeting, we're doing something different. We're actually having a gentleman come in to explain the Senate paper. Uh, so I want to kind of educate my church on, uh, we, we understand the green paper, the, 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 uh, 
um, House of uh, House of Reps, but I want them to to understand the Senate paper as well. So that's going to take five minutes. We then sing the national anthem and uh, closing prayer, and that should take about an hour to an hour and ten minutes. Peter, a lot of candidates have some challenges, don't they, in getting up before a large crowd. It's, it's hard for them to draw a crowd uh, if they're coming from some of the perhaps minor parties or even the major parties. So an opportunity to be able to stand before a church, and depending on how many people you've got there, you've got a an audience that's eager and enthusiastic to hear from the candidates. It's something that candidates actually have grabbed a hold of in your experience. Look, we've been doing these for 20 years, and I was trying to think exactly how many election prayer meetings we've had uh, with state and federal elections over the last 20 years. I'm guessing it's about 10. Uh, but we have, have had uh, every candidate full attendance at every prayer meeting, every candidate in any election in, in that my local area, uh, all except one. And that was um, when Julie Gillard called a snap election. I think we had about four weeks or six weeks before the election. And uh, a Greens candidate couldn't come. But apart from that, every election has had, or every election pre-meeting has had full attendance. Uh, And this one that we've got coming up on the 9th of May, we have four candidates in the seat of Ford and they are all coming. Let's talk about the pastor for a few moments, because as you say, you don't want to present any sort of image on the night that you're telling people in your church how they should vote. But there is a certain sense, isn't there, that in the uh, the flow of church life, uh, what becomes a responsibility, I guess, is for the leader to be able to help people understand the theological and uh, the ways that people can think through the issues from a Christian perspective. What's your take on all of that? I think that's right. Um, and I think that, uh, look, I'm a blogger, uh, so I write a lot of blogs, and people can read my blogs. I'm probably not as bipartisan through my blog as I am on my platform. Uh, but I, even on that, I try to be fairly balanced. Uh, I've written blogs that are, uh, you know, that, that kind of aren't necessarily pro-liberal. I've written some blogs that aren't necessarily pro-ALP. Uh, and I've certainly written a few that aren't Greens uh, uh, pro. But I, I do think that uh, what you're saying is right, that we do need to educate the congregation on on who to vote for and and how to vote, and I think there's some really great organisations like the Australian Christian Lobby that will put out um, spreadsheets that will tell you what each candidate stands for, and um, you know, do they stand? You know, are they pro-abortion? Are they against abortion? Are they, um, you know, all the all the kind of the major issues that that a Christian would want to know how a candidate stands. Um, you know, the, the Australian Christian Lobby will, will put out that. And I think I've just seen a few on social media over the last week. So it's already out for this particular election. So I, I would uh, I would suggest, um, you know, certainly going to their website. But I, I will make that available to my church as well. Uh, and, and possibly, uh, actually now that we're talking about it, it's probably something that would be worth printing out and giving out on the, the prayer meeting night. So I think I'll do that. What I like about the sort of process that you've got with having a special prayer meeting like this is because you're wanting to invite candidates no matter what flavour they're coming from, you want to express some level of honour and appreciation for those candidates. How do you do that in a special way? Uh, We do, and and it is important that we invite every candidate, uh, and it is important that we honour every candidate. Um, Again, I've got some strong feelings about certain political parties, 
but I, I think um, whether I agree with their politics or not, I like the fact that a, a person, whether they be, well, any political party, that they've stood up, that they're giving their time, that they're giving their energies and passions uh, to be part of the political process. And so I want to say thank you to that, uh, to, to them. And I want to honour them. I want to give them honour. Uh, again, I may not agree with their politics, but they are part of democracy, and it is an important uh, thing for a healthy democracy that we have, uh, have healthy opposition uh, and that we have uh, healthy candidates in, a, uh, in a, an election. So what we do is we buy them uh, expensive chocolates, uh, you know, $40, $50 a box, boutique chocolates, uh, and we give that, them to the, uh, to the candidates. Now, I would, I would probably give them uh, another gift other than chocolates, but uh, once you do that, then they've got to declare it and it can become problematic and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we just do chocolates and uh, a thank you card, handwritten thank you card, to, uh, to honour their uh, involvement uh, in the election. Peter, what sort of message is happening here? Uh, clearly, if you invite all sorts of different flavoured, different party candidates uh, into your church, you're exposing your church to a whole lot of different viewpoints. But there's also, I guess, uh, another message that's going back the other way. The church and the relationship with the church towards candidates who would be looking to uh, have a role in uh, functioning, running of our nation. Uh, what's the message that's being communicated to candidates when you offer that sort of invitation to come and be a part of a special time of prayer? Look, I think what it is showing is that churches um, aren't set up on a hill and separate to the mainstream life of what's going on. I think what we're communicating is that uh, churches can be um, uh, articulate members of a, of a debate, uh, can be articulate members of a, uh, a democracy that we can contribute to candidates. And, uh, you know, in, in my seat, in the seat of four, there's, there's four candidates. One of those is going to win. And I want that particular candidate, what, what, from whatever party, I want that candidate to know that City Hope Church is... Uh, is very much involved in local politics, but also wants to be involved in federal politics, wants to have a, a voice into their local federal member. Uh, we will certainly be writing letters at some point. I will certainly be going and visiting them at some point. And so it, it's a great opportunity for me to know, get to know all, ca all the candidates, but also for the candidates to get to know the church. And you made the comment that, uh, you know, it, it exposes the church to, uh, to a number of different thoughts. And, you know, I think that, and my heart and my, my, my value in the church is that I want my church to be thinkers. Uh, I want my church to, to really uh, wrestle through with things. And so uh, exposing them to uh, different, different political uh, views, I think, is a healthy thing. Peter, you've got a special prayer meeting coming up on the 9th of May, and this is going to be held at your church, the City Hope Church in Bean Lee. You've invited candidates from the Liberal Party, the Labor Party, the Greens, and an Independent. Uh, you've done this lots of times in your former pastorate in New South Wales in the city of Nowra. What sort of things do you expect from your congregation to turn out for an event like this? Well, I've asked my congregation to turn out in, in strength. Uh, because what, what makes a pre-meeting a failure is if I have 15 people turn up and I've got four candidates, then my hope of actually making a statement to the candidates is very much watered down. And so I've asked my, uh, my, my congregation uh, to set aside the 9th of May and to, to come along for you know, that hour and 10-minute uh, meeting and 
to, to make a show of force. And I have about 200, 220 in my church, and I would hope that we would get 100 people uh, to that pre-meeting. Pre uh, and that in itself will make a good statement to the, uh, to the candidates. Peter, you've put a fair bit of preparation into this, obviously with invitations that have gone out earlier. At this point in time, is it too late for a church to do something like this? Could you call a SNAP special prayer meeting? Do you think candidates would come? I'm talking about people in cities and towns all around the nation. Look, as you said when we started off, candidates don't always get an opportunity to, to get a crowd. Um, what, what a church is doing is basically saying, hey, we'll assemble a crowd, you've just got to come. And look, I, I think this would be worth doing. Even if you get two, of, two out of four candidates or three out of four candidates, I would do it. Simply because, again, it puts your church on the map uh, in, the, in, the, in that political area, in that, you know, your federal seat. But one thing we haven't talked about is, is the power of prayer. You know, we're, we're praying for our nation. We're praying for the candidates. And, we, we, you know, I think... Uh, look, the, 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 federal, uh, the federal scene over the last few years has been where I think the major parties have looked very similar. And I, I think uh, this time there's a significant difference between the major parties. And, and I think it's, it's so important that we are praying, uh, praying for our nation, praying for, for uh, who wins, uh, praying for the candidates. And so um, I, I think that, that it, it's not too late. The people, the pastors should get into it. Uh, they call a snap prayer meeting, make it happen. All right, well, for those who are listening in, you might want to visit Peter Pilt's blog. It's peterpilt.org and get some inspiration because it may not be too late, although time is running short if you're going to do this in your community. peterpilt.org and Peter's got his uh, organised prayer meeting planned for the 9th of May. It'll be at the City Hope Church. It'll be at the City Hope Church in Bean Lee. There is a website address for City Hope Church. It's cityhopechurch.com.au. Uh, Peter Peltz, just great getting your insights. I know that when people visit your blog, they'll be able to find out exactly what your plan is, what happens on these nights, and how it can be effective in their community. Thanks so much for sharing your Indeed. thoughts with us today on 2020. Fantastic. Thanks for the opportunity. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.